Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us today on To Tell Us Die. We've all heard, as we were growing up as children probably, that famous poem, Mary Had a Little Lamb. You know, it's getting close to the celebration of Christmas. And of course, we know that Jesus was not born at this time of the year. And we know the date was all established way, way after his actual birth. And it was established by the Catholic Church and, you know, all those things. I understand all of that. And I also know that the highest probability of when he was born would have been during the fall feasts and highly likely that he was born between Rosh Hashanah and Tabernacles. So, anyway, but this time of the year, our minds are focused on the birth of the Messiah. And the the truth of the matter is, Mary really did have a little lamb. I think if you go through the scripture from beginning to end, probably the most poignant, prolific, consistent picture of Jesus, of the Savior, of the Messiah, is that of a lamb. Of course, the other side of that would probably be a lion. So, you obviously have manifestations of God's nature and character in both of those animals, but the lamb seems to be the focus of heaven, even, and we'll see this as we go through the next couple of days, an innocent, tiny, fluffy, white, little lamb. Mary gave birth to this little lamb, and this little lamb transformed the history of the universe, the history of creation in all realms, both seen and unseen. What does the scripture have to say about this little lamb? Well, one of the things we find out about this lamb is this lamb was a promised lamb. When Jesus came into this world, he came because of a promise. And this promise was given in the very first book of the scripture, in the very first pages of scripture, in the third chapter of the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. When Adam and Eve sinned, they they sinned against God, they fell, they fell into a state of darkness, into a state of confusion, into a state of shame and disgrace, perceiving that they were separated from God, perceiving that they were distant from God, perceiving that God had rejected them, perceiving that they would no longer have a relationship with God. All of these things were perceptions on their part, which sin created within them, distorted their understanding of God, distorted their understanding of reality, distorted their understanding of themselves, of who they truly were created in the image of God. But sin did that. Sin brought them into the realm of darkness and death. But God was not going to leave them there. And when the serpent was cursed by God, God told the serpent in Genesis 3.14, Adonai Elohim said to the serpent, Because you did this, cursed are you above all the livestock, above every animal of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust will you eat. And all the days of your life, 
this will be the case. I will put enmity or animosity or conflict between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Notice, singular for her, her seed, singular. He, singular, will crush your head and you will crush his heel. Pain is going to be inflicted. Now, he's going to deal you a death blow. But you are going to inflict pain upon him as well. This lamb was promised. God, in the very early pages of Scripture, later he would take and clothe Adam and Eve with the skins of, or tunics of skin that God would clothe them with. Notice, they had nothing to do with the clothing. God did it. God initiated it. God sought them and found them. God covered them in their shame and their nakedness. God provided for them a covering. He did all of this. And of course, there are people that say, well, you know, something had to die so God could give the skin. Maybe it was a lamb. Maybe it was a goat. Maybe it was a lamb that he gave. He covered them in lamb skin or sheep skin. The scripture doesn't tell us that. It just says, and I think the emphasis here is that the, and the onus is on God having done something. God made a promise, and then God gave an indication of how that promise would be fulfilled, and the results or the impact or the effects of that promise would be a covering, one that would remove their shame, and one that would remove that sense of guilt. The lamb that Mary had was a promised lamb. The lamb that Mary had was also provided. You know, when you continue through the story of Scripture and you come to the 22nd chapter of the book of Genesis, you do find that Abraham has a son, a son who is the heir, the son that was promised to him by God early on in his journey with God. But Abraham had to wait nearly 25 years for the birth of Isaac. And then God asks him, to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice to him. Abraham went up, and Abraham obeyed God. God told him in Genesis 22 to take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah, and, I, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains about which I will tell you. Isn't it interesting that Abraham didn't question God? We don't know the struggle, and obviously I'm sure it probably was a struggle for him to go through. But Abraham takes Isaac. Isaac is a, a young man, probably. Some speculate he could have been in his late teens because he's carrying the wood up the mountain. He could have been in his early 20s. We don't know. But he wasn't a little kid anymore. Abraham took Isaac, they went up on this journey, this journey, when they came to the place where God was directing him, it says that it was on the third day that Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, sit yourselves down here with the donkey, as for me and the young man, we will go over there, worship and return to you.
And of course, when they get to the place, the mountain, he's got the knife, he's got the fire. But Isaac says, my father, and Abraham responds, here am I, my son. Look, here's the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for a burnt offering? And then Abraham makes this phenomenal statement. God will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering, my son. And of course, as they walked on and then they got to the top, they prepared the altar. Then Abraham laid Isaac on top of the wood. Isn't it interesting that Isaac was willing? Isaac didn't fight. Isaac didn't resist. Isaac implicitly trusted his father. And he trusted God. He knew that he was a child of promise. He knew that, but he had to trust his father. He had to trust that his father had heard God. He had to trust that his father was doing that which God wanted him to do. And he willingly lay down. And then as Abraham lifted that knife, you know the story. God stayed his hand and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, he nanning, here am I. Don't reach out your hand against the young man. Don't do anything to him at all. For now I know that you are one who fears God. You did not withhold your son, your only son from me. And of course, Abraham lifted up his eyes and behold, here's a ram caught in the thick bushes by its horn. Abraham goes, takes the ram, offers it up as a burnt offering instead of his son, in place of his son. A substitute was provided. Just as the little lamb that Mary would have, the son of promise, the only son of the heavenly father, who would go to the very same mountain that Abraham was about to offer Isaac on. And he would bear his own cross and he would willingly lay down his life and die as the Lamb of God, as our substitute for our sins, so that we might be freed and forgiven. Why? Because God provided the Lamb, Mary's little Lamb. You and I walk free today in the Messiah because of that Lamb, and it isn't it interesting that Abraham, when he went up, it was the third day. The third day. The sacrifice was about to be made, but the third day they came down from that mountain, Isaac, fully alive. The third day after Christ's death, he came forth from the tomb, fully alive, completely alive, having conquered sin, Satan, death, everything. God provided the lamb. And as the scripture says, Abraham named that place Adonai Yireh. On the mountain, Adonai will see and will provide. He saw our need. He saw my need. He saw your need. And he provided Mary's little lamb just for you and I because he loves us because he desired to save us and rescue us. We'll continue this tomorrow, Lord willing, and I hope that you have a great day. Celebrate the Lamb of God, Mary's 
little lamb. <laughs>